Hello, everybody. This is Connor Shank, and today you're listening to the Constant Sports Podcast. This podcast is committed to connecting you to sports professionals because they say it's all about who you know, and today you'll know Tanner Sands. Thanks for joining us today, Tanner. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to it. And for our viewers at home, Tanner currently works with the Long Island Rough Riders as their interim general manager, and he's had a plethora of sports marketing-related experience with the LA Galaxy, uh, sportsman marketing, some other jobs in there that we'll touch on. So today we're going to be going for marketing, game day promotions, sports business, graduate school, um, you know, really just dive into all that. So we're looking forward to today's episode. Um, I guess to start out, I'm always fascinated why people um, get into the sports industry. You know, what made you want to work kind of in this industry? Um, was, it, was it You'd want to be like a general manager for the pro hockey team, pro football team. You know, what was it that inspired you to get in? Yeah. Um... Uh, obviously great question and everyone has their whys I would say not to be cliche but growing up I I would get up an hour early just to watch a full hour sports center before I went to school and um, it's one of those things where it just you know my parents put me in every sport possible I think just to keep me busy at night and it's where I you know had friends met friends met people um, and kind of again not to be too cliche but developed as as a person and it kind of made me who who I am. And I think as a, a going off that point, as I got older, it also uh, like in many ways changed me. I think sports and um, has, has a one of the, is one of the few things that can change someone's ideologies or who they mm-hmm. are as, as people. And um, I come, and as we were talking before we started here, I, I, I have a unique background where I grew up in multiple different places. So I think sports was always my way in of building friendships and getting to know people um and and even more so growing up in a background uh in like rural suburban minnesota than uh suburban utah um playing sports was the way i got to connect with people who maybe didn't look like me or weren't like me or had different backgrounds and i I learned a lot about not only myself but other people through sports and um and so not only did i have a passion for for playing and the competition but also i think just the the growth that it enabled me to have um yeah, I guess why I, I got into it. And, you know, everyone, I thought, you know, for a while, you know, watching sports every day, be a broadcaster, <laughs> a commentator. And then it went to, you know, wanting to represent athletes because I thought there was a lot of stuff going on in that industry that I, I could help change. And then you get into it and you, I don't know, learn that you might have other talents and that's kind of how or something that might better fit who you are and what you're good at. And I think that's how I ended up kind of going into more of the soccer industry and being in the front office. Um it changes as you go, but mm-hmm. I think long story short is I think it just, it's a big part of who I am. And I think a lot of people in this industry have that, have that same backstory. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, we're all kind of, it's either, uh, you played college soccer, so we're talk, t- t- touch on that a little bit, but it's either like, we all wanted to either be like a professional baseball player, soccer player or something. And then we get into like high school, college, and it's like, now maybe I won't be professional. So I'll just work in sports and they kind of figure out, you know, avenue or angle. So that's cool. And, and talk to us about, you know, how, you know, being a college athlete, um, you know, how, how is that beneficial as you've kind of worked, started your career in sports? What, you know, attributes have you brought over, you know, from that side? Sure. Yeah. I, I And again, going back to, you know, how you, how you end up where you are, it, I, I grew up playing every sport. And, you know, I think I would say my first passions were like hockey and football, but soccer was more of a stay in shape sport. And then started getting recruited and was like, oh, I should maybe, you know, take soccer <laughs> more seriously. And, 
went down that path and you know everyone has a dream of wanting to play professional sports and um there was some some d1 interest i had and i visited a few d1 schools but the first school that ever reached out to me the reason i started focusing on soccer was uh, a school i knew nothing about coming from suburban utah it was a small liberal arts school in the northeast and but the coach was incredible throughout my experience not really just to bring me to that school but just to talk about you know his life and um, what I should be looking for in colleges. So long story short, my senior year, I took a visit out there, um, just almost as in goodwill, just <laughs> because he helped me along the way. And I went there and I just came off. I think I was at Seattle and St. Mary, a few like good quality, like D1 soccer schools. And they talked about how like, this is your life. This is what you're doing. This is a 24 seven job. This is what you're coming here for. And I went to the school and I, <laughs> walk in on my visit and you know the kids are out they just had a game you know they're they're having fun they're enjoying it but the whole team was together and um I learned about the the school and the campus and I I always kind of I kind of at that point knew like I was a good player not not great you know and I I started looking taking academics a bit more seriously and I just mm-hmm. fell in love on, my, on that visit and ended up going to a, a very very I think at the time was like a top 10 top 15 school in the country and um, I would have never known what the school was or had that opportunity if soccer didn't open up those doors. And I'm um, obviously playing there. Um, there's a few kids on my team in the same boat where they probably could have gone D1, had that interest. And although we were D D3 school, we played D1 schools. And, you right. know, I remember my junior, senior year, we beat Marist 5-1, which was a about 500 D1 school. So we were had some talent. But really, I think there was a good combination of um in enjoyment academics and also playing at a high level and the same expectations as when you're on the field you're you're giving your all and stuff and I mean sports just sets you up in that sense it teaches you work ethic how to work with people how to relate to people and um, I think college is the epitome of that you're with them every day waking up at 5 a.m for you know lifts and stuff like that so I think it just sets you up well and um, but also gives you a whole wealth of knowledge outside of it as well if you do it right right yeah I think you know, as people say all the time, like sports is such a great spot for life lessons and, you know, resiliency and great and all those things. And I, you know, I feel like that can't really go over overstated where sports is, it's a great equalizer, brings everyone together, no matter your background, creed, whatnot, you know, when you're on the field, when you're on the, the basketball court, it's all, you know, you're all going for one goal. And I think a lot of those skills and, you know, leadership attributes are transferable into business and your work life, you know, we're all business is trying to get to, to one goal you're trying to reach these certain platforms and whatnot so yeah I'm, I'm a big you know sports advocate obviously as I work in sports and um you know a little like seeing people kind of grow up and playing sports and learning those skills but as you graduated and moved on uh, we actually connected with Ashley Sloper who, who yeah. put us in touch here so you ended up out in um, San Francisco now did, did you do the San Francisco campus or Orange County one Orange County uh and funny I guess just because you brought her up I was uh, I was actually saw Ashley a few weeks back when she you know connected us uh-huh. uh, and then I was uh, we were going over how I ended up going to that school and it's because I was actually looking at law schools but every time I was looking at law school I kept going back to sports or writing papers on sports. Yeah. you know like maybe I should look into this and uh, I was you know looking at a few master programs and I I call USF just to kind of get more details about it and she picked up and uh, my brother was, you know, out in San Francisco at the time. He's playing soccer for uh, San Francisco State. And um, I call her and she's like, I'm just an Orange County girl. I'm a Southern California girl. <laughs> so I would, you know, if you're looking at both, I would recommend Southern California. So, yeah, I ended up going to the Southern California campus was in large part to to her. 
And so, as you were saying, you were looking at law school, looking at some other schools, and um, yeah. you kind of connect up with Ashley there. Is, were you looking at kind of once you narrowed it down, was it like San Francisco was it? Like, did you kind of put, put all your chips into that one, or did you have other, um, I guess, schools you were looking at? Yeah, I know I was looking at a few. Um, I can't, I think UMass, uh, there was a few I was looking at. Um, but ultimately, I think I wanted to be on the West Coast. And uh, my roommate, all four years in college, was in Southern California. He's from there. It, it just ended up being, I guess, the perfect world right. where I had a place, someone I, you know, I'm really close with to stay with, um, you know, a good education. And honestly, Ashley was a big part in kind of, I wouldn't say recruiting me there, but giving me details on why, you know, what that program had to offer. And I think it just made sense um, mm -hmm. in my mind. And there was also some background if I wanted to go the law school route or agency route, which at the time, yeah. I think that's why I was looking at it. Um, there, there was courses for that and it, it just seemed to make sense to me. Um, and so yeah, ended up going that route. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. We have a lot of listeners, uh, I guess a few viewers on here who are either at that, like they just graduated school and they're kind of looking into the graduate school, sports law, sports business background. I think it's always important to look at the classes, especially because I feel like grad school, it's a lot of like, you know, group projects or things that are relative to the sports industry, right? It's not like you're taking a biology 200 class where it's like, you don't really care about it. A lot of the classes were taken, or, you know, actually real world experiences, which is what I loved about what I love the most about, you know, grad school. So I don't know if you had any experiences where you did some projects or different classwork that was like, you know, really hands-on industry related experience that you're like, okay, yeah, this is pretty cool. I think I'm in the right spot, you know, doing the right things. Yeah, uh, forget the, the the name of the course is bad. Sorry, it's been uh, these NHL NBA games that go till two a.m. on the <laughs> yeah. crush me, and I've been tired the last week and a half. But <laughs> so, uh, there there was a few courses where we had to do projects and then present them to. I, and I think I, I and I listened to a bit of when you and Ashley were talking, and she talked a lot about how a lot of the professors have real work. The reason that especially right. the adjunct ones are they're in the industry and mm -hmm. it, you know, there's a level of credibility when you're talking to someone who's been doing it for 30, 40 years. Yeah. And this is, you know, has done it and is doing it at a very high level even then. And um, so some of the projects we had is they bring them into the, you know, their, their own industry and have us present a project. And I know one, we did it to an agency and I'm forgetting the, I don't think of CA. I, I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but we had to kind of talk about like, how we'd connect one of their athletes with uh, a company and how to market right. and promote and do all that kind of stuff. And um, I just, I, I remember we're sitting there presenting in front of some of the top agents in the world about <laughs> how they should do, you know, and it's, it was, it was one of those that I think people get nervous and, and I did too, I should say, you know, presenting as it is, let alone in front of people who, you know, one day we hope to work for. <laughs> yeah. So talk about like getting you prepared. There's no, no better way to prepare yourself than just kind of throwing you in and um i think that's one thing that that program did did very well is it kind of it really did give you those experiences and those abilities like like you're doing right here with this platform to connect mm -hmm. and uh and, and learn from some of the people just because our professors were some of those people so you know that we're doing it so i think that's definitely uh something they i i kind of forget the question but yeah that was that hopefully i answered it a bit yeah, there, no, but yeah, no, I remember no. just yeah being able to activate and actually do it was a was a pretty cool experience mm -hmm. and then as um a lot of our viewers uh, are kind of going on to you know the workforce and uh you know getting out there in the real world getting their hands dirty after you graduated or i guess were you working with the la galaxy and sports and marketing as you were in school or was that kind of after you graduated 
Yeah. So while while I was in school, we you know was intern. I I should say uh, the Galaxy was just more of a youth level club. I was just helping coach make money, but I was uh, with Sports One Marketing, Mm -hmm. um, which was kind of an agency slash marketing platform. Um, And then I was also with uh, Orange County Soccer Club, which is a USL Championship club. So I was doing that. And when I was in school, was the first year the pandemic hit. So we had year one, year two, the pandemic hit. Uh, and they were nice enough to keep me on, but obviously they had to, uh, rail back a little bit. Um, so I was still with them and doing it, um, as, as the program went on, but that's kind of how I, we ended up working remote, got a job here in New York with the Rough Riders and that's kind of how it, how it all happened. Yeah. Just like that. So what, what's, um, I guess, what was the process like with, uh, getting, getting a job with the Rough Riders? Was it something you were kind of you had your eye on was it through a connection uh, like, a, like a teamworks online application what would that look like yeah it was it was definitely teamworks um i i was i was with orange county soccer club mm-hmm. but they you know they nice enough to keep me on keep the experience but um the pay rolled back a little bit um and and you know during the pandemic most teams and <laughs> the whole industry were were rolling back and laying off um and this job presented itself and i was kind of looking in wanting to go back to New York just because I was college there. A bunch of my friends ended up in the city and mm-hmm. which I was comfortable with. And um, this job opened up and um, yeah, I, I teamworks applied. Um, I realized I had a few connections around the area, people who once played for the Rough Riders or uh, worked there like, you know, years ago and they kind of connected me to, to this. So it was a bit of a connection, a bit of an application, but it, the application came first. And then I realized I had some resources that, that helped connect me along the way um but yeah they were they're in a yeah I, I guess there wasn't many opportunities and um they they were kind enough to to give me one and a lot of it started with being at you know orange county soccer club and having that mm-hmm. experience which i attribute to the program um because ashley keep bringing her up but she's actually the one who set me up and introduced me to orange county soccer club and that kind of helped me into finding the job with the rough riders with the experiences i had from there right yeah it's a it's good you know, those early jobs might not be, you know, the, the best, the, the most colorful jobs, but a lot of the times are the stepping stone, you know, jobs to, <clears throat> excuse me, where we get at now. And uh, I guess just for the viewers, what does kind of your day-to-day look like? Is it is it what you expected when you were applying for the job or, you know, what is it looking like? Sure. Um, yes and no. So I, I guess since, since I took that job, I think I was like on the marketing promotion seems maybe at the time when I first took it I think I was the role and helping with a program director over some of the youth stuff we were doing here at the Rough Riders um but since then I've I've luckily it's it's a I guess I had it's a fourth division level in U.S. soccer in terms of where we're at so it's a it's a smaller it's a smaller organization with but a bunch of assets we have three or four of the biggest facilities in the state of New York in terms of multi-sports, wow. soccer, obviously all that. There's uh, one of the a youth club that has 700 members, you know, then there's the actual USL team that mm-hmm. has men's women's academies all, all the way down. Um, we do international trips, tournaments with youth soccer teams. We hold competition. Yeah. Tournaments, you know, winter, summer, do all that kind of right. stuff. So there's a lot going on. Um, so I remember I was kind of thrown into the fire and I was, they brought me in for one reason. I remember just, doing at doing a lot of different things for them but um that's where you know and the reason you're starting this is these these programs set you up for that they give you so many different experiences and so many different um you know from marketing to promotions to sales to 
uh, you know, agency stuff like, you know, I remember Yousef, we got to do all that. And luckily that transition, because I, <laughs> I remember doing everything at the start, but luckily, and again, um, and, you know, one thing I'd, I'd always say is, when when you're going to these master's program is is dive into it i i, I wasn't a, a math guy but i remember we were doing PLs and profit reports for a yeah. class and all of a sudden i'm being asked to do this because there was people leading these programs or departments that weren't able to do it and that was able to set myself apart and mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm 27 and i'm you know the interim gm just because i've been able to apply a skill set that i learned in the program that um uh, that, that, you know, works with my day-to-day. So to long story short, no, the day-to-day was not what I expected. It was <laughs> a lot more than what I expected, but I think that made it fun. It was, I was doing something different every day. I was one day working with our USL team and, uh, and these professional players and, and coaches. And the next day overseeing a camp that had 300 people and the mm-hmm. next day looking at our facility numbers and making sure, you know, all of the boxes that I checked with, rental agreements, things like that. And, you know, I didn't expect to be doing all that, but, um, you know, the industry, you, you, you do a lot of things I think you don't expect, yeah. um, but it's being able to do it and being willing to do it, even though that's not what you want to, to be doing. Maybe. Right. Wearing a lot of hats and really yeah. just doing a lot of things. Like you said that, you know, you weren't anticipating, you're like, okay, I didn't think I was going to be in, in this sector, but you know, now I'm here. So I might as well dive in and, and really get after. And I think those, types of skills and you know that willingness is huge especially in the sports industry where it's not your typical you know nine to five job hours you know work week um you know relative to the other careers that that people can choose but as, as you've been in um in this role now for i think it's almost been two years you kind of been this in this general manager role have i guess have you I thought you, you possibly you could have been, you know, a great leader and you were already, you know, had your leadership skills up, but have you been um, like different attributes that you've seen like, okay, I think I need to work on this or maybe I need to tone this down. Kind of how's, how's that gone as you've been in this role? Yeah, I think you're always learning and yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely been a learning curve for myself. I think being that I'm, I'm younger in the, in this role um, uh, and working with a lot of people that have a, a lot more years of experience than I do. I think at first it was a bit, it was a bit tough to feel like, uh, I mean, quite transparently, like just that they respected I'm in this role right. and being able to get this position because, you know, they've been around a lot, a lot longer than I have, or have, you know, maybe more experiences than I do. So it was, I think I was maybe a bit timid at the start, but I think, um, luckily I work around some pretty, pretty awesome people and people that, um, you know, have helped mentor me. And I think you just learn along the way from doing it. I think mm-hmm. being in meetings and um, I think at first, like I said, I was, I was a bit uh, gun shy a little bit to stand up and, you right. know, speak my voice and to really stand with the role I had. But I think as you go, I think when people see you do it and know that you're willing to do everything they are doing or have mm-hmm. done something that they've done, and can do it at a high, high, you know, at a high ability level, I think people respect you. And I think, I think that's the big thing I've learned is, you know, you, you people lead in many different ways. Yeah. Um, but being able to speak your voice, but also show it and do it and um, work with them day to day and put in those hours. I think people have, you, you know, the, you see the people that uh, no one can hide when you're working, you know, 40, 50, <laughs> 60, 70 hours a week with them. Right. You can't, hide what you can do and can't do you can't hide you know the ability levels you have as a person and who you are as a person so I think just being a good person and um being able to do the things you're speaking about is is a big Definitely. thing I think that I, I think I learned that 
you know, just to trust who I am and the reason I was put in this position in the first place. Yeah, no, I I echo all those thoughts. And you touched a little bit about mentors and mentorship and whatnot. So do you have, I guess, have you gone out and, you know, reached touch base people and kind of asked to be maybe mentor, mentor or you have a mentor kind of, what are your thoughts on mentors? Yeah. Yeah. And I think mentor is such a cliche term, Um, you know, people throw it, but, but you need people to learn from and you need, I think, I think people look at that, you know, that I I hear like mentor, it's like, it's really just being someone you trust to go to, Mm -hmm. you know, And, and those people can be older with wealth of experience, or they can be someone, you know, you just met that it's just being willing to learn and listen and we need those it's just friends right yeah. at that end of the day someone you can talk to about what what's going on and um yeah I, I would like to say I have plenty of those Ashley being one I mean you mm-hmm. you know the kind of person she is from just talking to her she goes out of all her you know her so far out of her way for all her students and I think just having someone like that to bounce things off of and um and learn from and all that yeah yeah you're not gonna make it in this industry if you're not willing yep. to to go to people and have people to go to and and as you speak about it's it, you do need a network you do need to know people it's such a closed off industry and if you know if you want to be successful you have to be able to count on people and it's so yeah yeah i, I i'd like to think um I, i'm lucky enough to have quite a few people that i i can bounce ideas off and learn from right yeah, and i think you know they say in the sports industry you can never do it alone and for the most part I would say a majority of the jobs are things that, you know, the young sports professionals are aspiring to be. There's already someone in that role. And so yeah. you just have to figure out like how they went from A to B to C to D. And it's relatively yeah. kind of a similar path. Like you got to, you know, ticket sales and sponsorships or whatever it is. And, you know, it's, those are the types of people that you can pick their brain and say like, Hey, you know, Tanner, I know you're the, you're the interim GM now. Like kind of, how'd you get to that role? What are some of the steps? So I think it's, yeah. It's, and it's skills that we all need, you know, to go off that, I think like, mentors people see them as people who are like ultra successful and all but yeah. I think you and Ashley talked about it. it's not a linear path you need mm-hmm. to be able to talk to people at all like uh Ted Roberts he, he he's I think uh, uh president for the Pirates now he's someone I, I've been lucky enough to speak to uh like just through family friends originally and then just mm-hmm. have become close with but I'd also say I have people I work with um, such as Adam Alloway, who is, uh, you know, just started with us and he's, you know, kind of like I was new out of, new out of college, but he has a wealth of ideas and experience, you know, that I, I need to know too, you know, just because I, exactly. I, there's some ideas that he just experienced, you know, and, or, you know, being in the programs we were, mm-hmm. uh, that he he's learned since then. And I think you just need to be able to, to listen and that's what it all comes down to. Yep. Listening to being a sponge and, I guess as we've talked a little bit about your day-to-day and your job, what's kind of, what do you love most about your profession, your role now? Like, you know, what kind of wakes you up in the morning and gets you fired up? Yeah, I think that's that's a good question. I think, I think it goes back to what we were saying is it it's easy once you get in a profession to every company, they're, they're a company, right? They're a business, mm-hmm. they're bottom line, there's, you have to report PLs and all that, but ultimately, I don't think you. I th- I think no matter what industry you're in, there's a burnout as long as you you don't remember. You need to remember that why and why you got it in it in the first place. And like mm-hmm. I said, I think, um, I hope I always remember that. Um, the reason I'm in it is the people, the the relationships, and ultimately, like like we kind of talked about, sports is just this beautiful thing that that allows to connect with people and people that we probably wouldn't have connected with otherwise like I said I grew up in 
a place that I mean, not to get too into it, but talk about like white culture, suburban yeah. Utah, you know, rural Minnesota. And I, I grew up and then I joined a soccer team where I was, you know, of the minority and I got to, you know, meet people from on my team from Honduras, Brazil, Mexico, Ivory Coast, mm-hmm. you know, all, all over the world. And that, you know, opened my eyes to experiences that I, I was, I, I didn't understand at first, but you learn to understand, you learn to get to know people. And I think not to get too into it, but we live in a pretty diverse world and mm-hmm. sports is a beautiful way of um, connecting people. And I hope that's, that's kind of continues to be my purpose is, you know, yep. being able to, to love this thing I'm doing and to connect people and to work in this, this space that enables that um, at the end of the day, from both a youth level to professional level to a fan level, um, to be accessible, to be, you know, to keep keep the doors open to everyone who wants to be part of it. Um, you know, you, there's days where you forget that, but I, I'd like to still think that is that's what drives me. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I, I loved all that. Um, I guess have you have you done much hiring yourself? And if so, what yeah. do you kind of look for in you know interviews? Are there certain you know, things that people say um, that's like, uh, maybe you shouldn't have said that or um, just different kind of interview tips for for the listeners and viewers out there. Yeah, I, I should start with I do, but I don't know if I'm the best interviewer. I like it to just be a conversation and, yep. and be relatable and just be 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 comfortable with who, who you are. You know, like they say you should prepare and practice and you should. You should mm-hmm. get to know the company you're interviewing for. You should get to probably know the person you're going to be interviewing with but ultimately i think it's pretty clear when you're talking to someone who's so rehearsed um and so you know like i Mm -hmm. I think it's important just to come across genuine um and and then obviously i think something we all learn is you you have to be unique too like Mm -hmm. you you have to and and that's what and i know as as we talked about a lot of you know what you're trying to do is set people up with these sports management programs and talk to them while they're in it and I would just say dive into learning skill sets that maybe you're not comfortable with. Like I wasn't with profit reports and P&Ls, but excuse me, that ended up getting me, you know, having that weird, oh, yeah. that minor skill set set me apart. And, or like, you know, data is becoming such a massive yeah. part of this industry is learn um, if you're in, you know, going into the soccer industry, there's so many new companies that are, are working with data and data sets and player performance and get to get to know those, have the ability to, I don't know, code, write reports, mm-hmm. do things, you know, that are uncomfortable because, you know, while you're in school, you have, you have more time and, um, you know, less responsibilities than you might after. And sometimes it doesn't feel that way, but I would just say, push yourself, press yourself to learn, learn things that probably are uncomfortable to you at the moment. Cause, and when it comes to an interview and you're able to say, Hey, yeah, I, I've actually coded. Like we, you know, I was recently looking for someone with marketing media experience, but they also, had the ability to code and you know they could help with sure. our website development and things like that that you know what like that's that's another position we're looking for you fill two boxes yeah, yeah. like you're, you're an immediate person where, <laughs> you know going on to the next you know uh uh interview you know the mm-hmm. second or third steps to it so i would just say just continue to work on your skill set and expand it because um it, being able to say you can do different things and have different abilities is is important yeah no definitely and we've talked, as you were talking, kind of expanding and growing. Um, where do you see kind of the business side of the Rough Riders going in the future? Do you, um, do you guys do a lot of sponsorships? Uh, I mean, I yeah. guess obviously you can't talk about a lot of it, but just I was just curious the business side of that and kind of how that works at the, the soccer level. Yeah, so there's <laughs> this comes at a very unique time when we are looking to go up a few levels in the professional mm-hmm. spectrum. 
um, which means we we have to take it up many levels on the on the business and like you said the partnership sponsorship sides right to be able to, to do it um it's, it's it's an exciting time for us and we haven't hit the fact our hope is to have a professional men's and women's team so what i can say is that's something we are looking at you know continuing to go up and yep. you know if anyone watches like welcome to Wrexham, where in europe you win your way up in the u.s yeah. that's not, that's not how it works. <laughs> you 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 for better or worse pay your way pay up. Your, yeah i was just gonna say <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, we in order to pay your way up, you have to have the financial backing and the support through investments, you know, uh, sponsorships, and, mm-hmm. and and you know, you have to have the the field space, the stadium space, to the capacities, the there's a you know operations at a high level, things like that. So we're it's it's pretty cool time, and we're hoping we can one day uh bring bring long island uh professional men's and women's team and hopefully that day is sooner rather than later so yeah yeah i'd love to see it now yeah, i wasn't I too much but <laughs> yeah no i, I know you're know, looking I, at it i i handcuffed you there i was just curious kind of um just at, at the level it was i'm sure you guys were always looking to expand and whatnot but i was gonna ask you about the the welcome to Wrexham. i uh, just in a business sense does that give you kind of any inspiration or any you know like okay we can do it uh, i was just curious your thoughts on, on that whole, that whole uh, series <laughs> yeah it i mean you're never gonna have a Ryan Reynolds, and you can kind of only do it once, right? And they they perfected. I think just this past week, and they they won the national. Uh-huh. League. Not to spoil the next season. The season, yeah, the series for those who's watching. Yeah, not everyone can have a Netflix show and and do that. But they, I mean, they showed a way, right? Like you have to be new, you have to be innovative, and um, these are two people who weren't in the industry and who fell in love with the game of soccer, and they've they've in a weird way perfected what many lower level lower division teams wish they could which is create an environment that brings passion to the fans and creates mm-hmm. you know and fanatics you know that people are invested all around the world in a fifth division english yeah. soccer team, right and obviously the names and the the people behind it help but they you know you have to be able to to brand well and to mm-hmm to be able to, you know, bring in, you know, partnerships like TikTok, you have to have the platform to do it. And they showed, you know, that no matter the level you're at, you can do it, but you have to do it right. And that comes a lot of, you know, a lot of planning and, you know, experience. And you just have to, you have to be innovative. You have to be willing again to be uncomfortable and, and to, and to push the boundaries with, you know, doing things that people aren't doing. And there's a lot of new platforms. I know, younger generation there's this you know esports that are massive and there's mm-hmm. there's you know new platforms such as tiktok or you know you have to understand that there's other social medias outside of just the u.s that are big and how do you get on those to get those you know you know all types of people interested and um i think they've obviously are the the a you know showing the way for that not yeah. everyone will be able or will be able to do it but there's a way and you, there's always things to learn from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they, you know, it's like the perfect storm where, you know, it's the fifth or I think or fourth or fifth level kind of over there in soccer. And there's just two, you know, like American celebrity superstars, you could say. So I feel like the, the financial backing was there and obviously they're a big brand themselves. So it's like, I yeah. always feel like in those like sponsorship pitches or whatnot, it's like, yeah, we have the soccer team, but then like Ryan Reynolds is also like posting on his own like platform. So it's like, you're getting, like millions of yeah. people just it's not just the soccer like it's those two you know rob and, and, and yeah friend, you know and and not to go too in depth in terms of like the soccer industry and stuff but there there's there's teams in the u.s that have 
have done it very well. There's this Vermont FC, which <laughs> probably many won't know, but they're a USL two club, same division as we currently are in, who who've done incredible. They're selling, they sold out their season tickets, you know, the second they put it out in five minutes, yeah. over like five thousand tickets they they're uh, yet they're a you know fourth division american team and it's just because they had a hyper local approach um and they they focused every part of their their marketing on being a uh just an environmental soccer professional franchise and how they're mm-hmm. giving back to the community and they were able to hyper localize their content and work with the people and partnerships that also looked at their brand like Ben and Jerry's that's super environmentally focused and um, they're able to market their, their brand, create a brand first and foremost, environmentally environmentally focused. And then all these, these companies were able to go to them and they're trying to put a environmental touch on what they're, you know, their brand and they're able to connect. So there's ways to do it. You don't have to always do it. Like, you know, it's hard to do it like Wrexham, but Mm -hmm. you do it right. There's always a way. Um, Yeah, for sure. And I guess as, you're obviously very, you know, in tune with the industry, but how do you keep up with different sports um, sectors? Like you do read the sports business journal. What kind of, how do you kind of keep, stay, stay ahead yeah. of times there? Uh, I'd like to say, yes, I do. I would say I, more for me, it's just waking up and reading the athletic. I think mm-hmm. that description is, I think it's $10 a month or whatever it is. I think usually they have deals going on. It's, it's well worth the subscription. I think they're, they're way ahead of the curve in terms of if you're interested in data and how data works in sports mm-hmm. and every every department, you know, soccer to football to baseball, they have writers. I, I'm, to be honest, I'm just a Minnesota sports fan and uh, at heart too, and being able to follow what they do and you learn about mm-hmm. what, you know, the Twins, Wild, uh, Timberwolves, Vikings are doing both on the um, player side, you know, sports side, but also on the business side, I think the athletic does a good job. So I, that's my transition of saying, no, I haven't kept up with the sports journal, but I'm using the athletic as a yeah. cop out for that. No, I'm with you. It's, it's, you gotta, I feel like the, the sports industry, there's enough like veins and, and different yeah. companies that do it where you just pick one and they say, okay, like, I'll just follow this one and keep it rolling. And it's just yeah. sports is like ever evolving and constantly, you know, something new every day. So I feel like someone, yeah. someone covers it all, but yeah, thank, I just want to uh, you know say thanks for joining the podcast today. We appreciate your time and this great insight. We're trying to try to keep it within 30, 35 minutes here, but we'll just give you the floor. Uh, if you want to shout out, you know, the, the Rough Riders, we're just going to give you the floor, do what you need to do here and, um, you know, spread your message. No, I know. I know. Uh, I, sh- I should probably give a shout out to the USF program. Um, it, was, it was sent me up. It, it was great. Ashley, who you you had on this is is a phenomenal person so some you know if you're younger and looking to go into the sports management um world i would i would highly recommend the usf program um and also just just to you i think this is a really cool platform that you're you're setting up to connect people and um yeah and lastly to anyone who is listening to this and wants to reach out happy happy to connect with people and happy to to share some hopefully more insight maybe you don't want it after this podcast maybe you know didn't give great answers or i just i mumble and ramble but i'm always always happy so you can connect with me on linkedin or or wherever so yeah perfect appreciate it well thanks thanks everyone for listening and you uh this is another episode of the constant sports podcast here and today we talked to tanner sand so we're looking forward to watching you in your career and especially as the rough riders get going here and possibly get up a division or two so we'll be able to stay in touch and and uh, follow your career so thanks again tanner
Hey, you know what they say, it's all about who you know, you know, you know Tanner Sands.